Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Okay, so um, I'm just uh, recording this for the benefit um, of uh, SpeakPipe, which is hosted on the Dumpty Dum website. Now, uh, Dumpty Dum is a fan podcast for Archer's listeners. Um, ironically, it takes longer each week to, uh, uh, to listen to that than it does the entire omnibus. Um, but one fantastic feature uh, that they've been plugging for the last few weeks is that they've been uh, really kindly promoting this conference. Um, and uh, so, you know, we wanted to sort of say hello back. Um, now, uh, on a weekly basis, the show starts, for those of you who don't listen to Dumpty Dum, um, uh, with people sending in a Dumpty Dum, which is them singing uh, Barwick Green and so on. Now, we believe that this might be the largest Dumpty Dum um, <laughs> that's happened. I'm hoping, actually, that people listening on the live stream will by now have directed their browsers to dumptydum.com, uh, opened up SpeakPipe, and be ready to sing along also, in the hope that the presenters can then splice together this kind of multimedia, um, very hyper-digital, uh, post-truth Dumpty Dum. Um, so... Uh, I- It's fake news. None of this is really happening. We're all a figment of your imagination. Um, So, fine. Uh, For the benefit of Dumpty Dum listeners, for whom I'm obviously recording, uh, we're at the uh, Academic Arches Conference in Lincoln. Uh, It's the most fantastic Friday and Saturday that I've had in a very long time. And it's not even 10 o'clock in the morning. So, uh, I will uh, count us all in on something like a starting note. You can pick your own key if you would rather. Um, But here we go. One, two, three, four, dumpty 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 dum, dumpty dumpty dum, dumpty 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 dum, dumpty diddly dum, dumpty diddly dumpty diddly dumpty diddly dum, dumpty 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 dum, dumpty diddly dum. Well done, everybody. This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that has sent on an ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I am the Brabantia coffee machine, that is Roy Field Brown. With me, I have the Tesco's coffee pod, that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of Jennifer's shot, coffee revelation, folks, is you. Now, this week's... Mm, this week's Dumpty Dum. Is, it's undoubtedly our best, folks, but I'm going to officially retire it after this <laughs> week... They'll but, just be dead air for <laughs> 30 <laughs> seconds, unless someone sends one in. Yes, so, so please send one in. It's the Academic Archers yet again. And yes, it's the, it's, it's the Dumpty Dum that made uh, a, a tear come to the corner of my eye and my mum to say, son, well done for podcasting. But we're only <laughs> going to ever bring this out again on special occasions. So we're retiring it. We need to play like the last post or something here, don't we, Lucy? <laughs> Juicy loose. Do you want to do the whole thing? No. No, no. Um, right, considering we're now retiring the Academic Archers rendition of uh, Dumpty Dum, um, we need someone to send a new one in. So, how can they do that? Uh, if you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a message. No. If you'd like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or find that you've married a blacksmith you've never seen before. Call us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Docs, for Shed Code for sponsoring us and to Derek for learning that bedroom. 
Uh, Derek is not having a good week. He's been banned from the health club as he reported seeing a badger in the jacuzzi. <laughs> but it turned out to be Auntie Cardboard before she'd had a bikini wax. <laughs> you're, you're dreadful. You're, you're absolutely dreadful. I think, I thought, sorry, you were going to mention Jill. I thought that that's what you were going to... Ah, well, you see. Mm, yeah. But, but, but I'm, I'm sure that's in, in the monologue later. <laughs> On this week's episode, folks, we have calls from Leslie G, who loves the Justin and Brian show, uh, the Sussex Shepherd, who's worried about Jill's pension, Debs from Germany, who's rowing with her husband, with a spoon, who's had a Justin moment, Claire from Clapham, who's enjoying karma, and Jenna, who needs a Chris update. Don't we? Well, Chris has had an update, hasn't he? He has. Mm. He's Chris 2.0. I reckon he's probably even the third Chris. I'm sure growing up yeah. that wasn't the same Chris. I think it's probably <laughs> 3.0. But anyway, before we discuss the vintage of Chris, new Chris, newer Chris, and whatever Chris is that there have been before, <laughs> it's juicy. <Future> Chris. <laughs> Juicy Lucy Freeman's week in Ambridge. We began the week in the yard at Brookfield shoving things up cows' noses. We'll never know which of our children infected our herd, said David wonderingly. While Ruth wrestled cows to the ground and picked their noses, Eddie and David had a nice relaxed chat about bed and breakfasts. Over at home farm, Jennifer and Lillian were having a nice relaxed chat about what spanners men are. Then they called Brian in to tell him what a spanner he was, so he went outside to fiddle with his spark plugs and suck his thumb. Sausage Boy is back. Mm. We had a little catch up with him and Pat in the van. I bet she's the sort of driver who pulls into a lay-by and gets the sandwiches out when she sees another car four miles away. The exciting news is that something has gone ding in Tom's head. Shortly after that, one of his ears fell off. Anyway, he's going to do fermented food now. It's normal food that's been left in a compost bin. Then he strains it off and Pat uses the bin juice for the basis for her leek and potato soup. There is still IBS in the herd. They have not got to Sainsbury's for the Activia yet. <laughs> Justin is very, very cross with everyone. I told Lillian to marry me and unaccountably she ran away screaming. So he turned to Uncle Brian for support. Everyone's favourite Oprah Winfrey. Brian was very helpful and said, dum, 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 women, ha, Justin, ha, fraw. The curse of Shula struck again. <laughs> Uh, Shula hasn't even taken over the reins of the hunt and the roof has fallen in. Pip trod the well-worn path of young people in Ambridge when they have pissed their money up the wall and went trotting off with her hand out to the nearest elderly relative. Poor old Hootie Jill thought she'd escaped being skinned to the bone and that the vultures only circled around Piggy. But no, the whiff of a savings account drifted across the spring air and Pip went snarling and yipping over there looking expectant. Hootie said all the things that Piggy normally says. Well, you've given me a lot to think about, dear. But if she ever finds out Toby was the recipient of last year's bounty, she's about as likely to fork it over as Kathy Perks is to perform a monologue. Chris Carter is back. He's new. He's improved. Well, he's new. He's obviously been away on a long trip somewhere. And while he was there, he had speech therapy from the Wurzels. Hello, Chris, my husband, a blacksmith, said Alice. Hello, my wife, with whom I still have a very active sexual life because our relationship is based on passion rather than compatibility for plot reasons, <laughs> which will become evident later on, said Chris. We had a lovely chat with the boys at cricket about how rubbish girls are. And Chris endeared himself to Harrison by calling him the last of the nuts, which seemed a little unkind, but Harrison didn't notice. He was too busy telling Usha she was shite at cricket because she was old and it wasn't about the taking part. It was about the winning. Hootie and Toboggan went swimming. Hootie was in her swimming costume, which was a bit ancient. It's still fine, she said defensively, twirling the inbuilt gas mask. She described Carol's as snazzy, which is old lady speak for much too young for you. Anyway, Hootie's swimming costume suddenly became crotchless, which was a bit of a surprise Ooh. to everyone including Leroy, who suddenly remembered where he knew her from. Discount night at Spearmint Rhino in Thumbshire. <laughs> uh, there was a gin tasting in the bowl. Everyone got a little bit tired and emotional. And Alice said, it was cool going in her mouth. No idea where else she was putting it. But as she's now married to a total stranger, you can't blame her for being a bit confused. Anyway, Pip is boracic, but luckily 
everything is going to be fine because Toby's on the verge of selling all the gin. Well, some of it, some bottles, well, a bottle, unless he's planning on selling the one bottle for £26,000. I'm not quite sure why he's going to convince he's going to save the day. Carol Toboggan is still insistent that Jill drinks a juice made out of her hedge clippings. It has no health benefit whatsoever, but it does mean Carol doesn't need to go to the tip quite so often. And another bonus is that it's making Jill incredibly grumpy. Of course, what we're all waiting for is the moment Jill discovers that Carol Toboggan starts every morning with a double espresso and a fag. The end. Oh, well done. Gosh. Wasn't a lot to go on this week, I have to say, what with Mm. the cows having herpes and new crisp, (laughs) which stunned everybody. Mm -hmm. I never knew we had a new crisp, but we have got a new crisp. We have, we have. You know what? I just think he sounded rather old myself. Yeah, and and much more country than than he did before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah, like the, um, the, the, the turn the wick up on the yokel on him, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dial up the yokel, love. Um, <laughs> Co- uh, Colin Gourlay, who mm. is a friend of mine and an actor, yeah. actually texted me, and I thought this is worth saying on the pod. He said, um, "It's such a shame. He and Alice sound like strangers." And he sounds like something out of Tess of the D'Urbervilles. It's a real shame there was a chemistry between the old Chris and Alice that was really sexy and believable. They mm. might as well change his name to Mellors, he said. And it was sounding <laughs> kind of a bit, you know, oh, our missus, oh, yes, you've got, you know, mm. uh, yes. Well, when he was, uh, I'll help you with your cricket stance or whatever it was. Like, <laughs> bloody hell. Anyway, they over-egged it mm. a little bit. Hopefully that will calm down. Um, can I just... Uh, do a little bit of reprise of what we said before I hit record on the show I've just listened to the Archers 30 minutes before we recorded and I cannot remember more than three (laughs) lines of anything that happened in six episodes so this Lucy Freeman is completely your show because (laughs) At best, I just hang on to your coattails when we do this anyway. But trust me when I say it flew all over my head. So let's not fiddle around any longer. Let's do the caller in a res. I am, to all intents and purposes, I'm a podcast listener in this week's episode. <laughs> Hello, Ambridge 3962. Who's first, Lucy? <laughs> we'll start with Leslie G. Hiya, it's uh, Leslie G here from Wiltshire. I haven't phoned in for a while, but I just had to ring in to say how much I've enjoyed the script writing this week. Brian's total uselessness when it comes to Lydian's feelings was so hilarious. And uh, him and Justin together are both absolute idiots. I do hope that Justin and Lillian end up together because I think we need a new permanent resident in the village. Everybody's storyline with each other has been going on so long. We need some new blood, I think. Also, it'd be great for Justin to be able to tell off Brian and for Lily, Lillian to be richer than Jennifer, which would really annoy her. Unfortunately, Tom is back from Brazil, but never mind. I hope he gets a decent storyline soon so the whinging all the time. And I hope it gets a really good boot up the bum when they find out that it's all the report that the cows are ill. Um, apart from that, Thanks very much for all you do. Love the podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye. Leslie, I loved it too. I loved Brian and Justin. Um, and their kind of total, you know, when Justin, talk about in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, you know. Brian would sort of say, um, oh God, I don't know, Justin. I mean, have you, have you, have you tried, have you tried talking to her? And Justin was like, <laughs> oh, talking to her? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Ask what is wrong. I could do that. Oh, thank you so much, Brian. You've been absolutely marvellous. I thought, bloody hell. <laughs> it was very entertaining. And I did very much enjoy listening to Brian floundering around in his unaccustomed role as, you know, woman whisperer which he doesn't do very well, apart from pillow talk. Uh, yes. And, and yes, I agree. They, we need some new blood. We need we need somebody to have an affair with somebody that doesn't live in the village. But then that would be quite tricky, wouldn't it? Because then they'd have to live in the village and then... Well, yes. Maybe we anyway. need new blood. We've got Anisha. She just walked in. The fair, the fair, the fair mean, brethren are still relatively new. They still Anisha's left. Well, gee, she's coming back, isn't she? Don't know. Is she, though? Hmm. Or... 
or Jenna, who calls yes. uh, comes later, she suggests that maybe not. And it did strike me as well. I did think. Yeah, well, oh, I thought to myself, Jenna, that's a bit clever because we know that Alistair can't handle cash, can he? Well, he can and he and can't. And we already know that now, Shula, should we just play the call rather than talking about Jenna's call without anyone knowing what we're talking about? That's a smart idea. Okay, then. Hiya, it's Jenna calling again from Brooklyn at Jenna Ravioli on the Twitters. And I guess I'm, I'm calling mostly because I've wanted to call and say that I've never heard Chris Carter before, but now I have, even though it's apparently new Chris. So I'd love you guys to explain all the ways that new Chris is different from old Chris. And even though I decidedly, or at least I've decided to like Alice... Uh, I think she made it quite hard this week. And the two of them are kind of hard. Oh, and yeah, uh, big ups to Shula and Alistair for being the only people I've ever heard unironically use the word bitches. It just occurred to me. Do you think that since Shula and Alistair had a kind of a weird year last year, do you think that Anisha's going to do a runner and all this money trouble is going to tear Shula and Alistair apart? Is that is that where we're going? Because I'm not sure... That anyone's all that interested, right? All right, yeah, thanks. Bye. Yes. Now, oh, well, mm, I'm doing a bit of Frankie Howard here. Ooh, <laughs> misses. Well, <laughs> we know that Shula has mm. forked out vast amounts of moolah because the roof fell in on the dogs. Mm. Um, oh, but there's some nice owls up there, though, weren't there? There were. Which means it'll be protected and it will cost them even more to do and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I cannot quite believe that without even being, having officially taken on the role, Shula is just going to fork out eight grand for a volunteer role, you know, afterwards. It all just seems a bit cockeyed. Anyway, Mm. so assuming that's happening, she's coughing up eight grand. But yet, I'm not convinced that's the, the world's greatest storyline, really, because it just seems very arbitrary that she just weighed in. And then she had this ridiculous thing with Alistair where he said, hang on a minute, eight grand. And she went, well, you've spent loads, so don't have a go at me for spending loads. And I thought, that's not the world's healthiest attitude to money, really. You're a couple. It's both of your money. You mm. know he's investing in his business. You then can't say, well, you've spent 200 grand, so I'm going to spend 200 grand, even if you don't actually have to. It just seemed a bit peculiar. Um, so, yes, there could well be um, a little uh, bit of uh, funniness about to happen there on the money front, Jenna. I completely agree with you. And I don't know how you haven't been listening all that long. So Alistair isn't great with money because he has a gam- he had a gambling problem. So whether or not that's going to rear its ugly head again, I don't know. Um, Also, the reason um, Anisha is currently with her poorly parents is because she is appearing in Line of Duty, (laughs) which is another (laughs) BBC series on at the minute. Um, Yes. Uh, Yes. So I think there is, I think you're right, uh, Jenna, and I think there is uh, a a possible money storyline coming up with Shula and Alistair because they've kind of tried to have a bit of a sexual subplot and that didn't work. Uh, so, yes, I think we're back to money with them. Um, and who is new Chris? Well, new Chris is, as we said, one of the Wurzels. He didn't use to sound <laughs> that um, that country, that Gloucester or whatever he is, Gloucester, Oxford, whatever. Um, but as a character, I'm just filling Jenna in because she's a bit new to all this. Um and I think it's very brave of you to say that you like Alice, it, Jenna, even though you do say she's making it quite hard. Mm. Um, uh, there is a kind of a Mellors, um, Lady Chatterley thing going on because totally. um, they rushed off and got married in Vegas, much to Susan's, well, Jennifer's horror, Susan's secret delight, but also horror because it wasn't a good wedding. It was yeah. a kind of a And also she, she couldn't come, could she? So that's what yeah. Susan was upset about. Yeah. So uh, it was properly a sort of a love match. A lot of these things start in tents on the arches, don't they? Mm. Interesting. Mm. Um, When they were at a festival and uh, Alice slept in Chris's tent and Chris slept outside, he was a perfect gentleman, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
so yes, they ask, but and there's always there's always lots of sort of hanky panky references to to Chris and Alice because Chris is supposed to be a bit hot, and bizarrely we had that scene where all these middle aged women were fawning over him when he was dressed as Jesus on the cross, which was a little unusual. But there we go, uh, smothered in fake tan. Um, so yes, that's very brief canter through their history. Uh, but Chris, when Chris was born, he had a um uh what do you call it cleft palate and um he couldn't feed for ages and he was very sickly so he's always kind of been a little bit susan's favorite and then of course marrying an aldridge he went rocketing up the charts because he is you know um that that's her ambition and it's made them family as she tells everybody that will listen so there we go quick chris catch up mm. and and there was the whole ambridge extra thing she studied it at southampton didn't she and she had an affairette type liaison dalliance thingette I, I don't know if it went any more than snogging some oik down there a posh twit down there and uh chris came down and warned him off and all sorts and, and they saved their marriage and this was um they got married when she was still at university didn't they yeah yeah and uh and no, wasn't it just before she left hmm because i because no they were definitely married and she was at you she was down in southampton studying whatever and they were married and it was all a bit peculiar in that they were married and separate sep- mm. you know live, oh, okay. living apart yeah. and married and actually so young understandably people didn't take it that seriously um and uh chris carter was actually um extremely lovely and a proper hero then and uh saved saved their marriage so there is a little bit of a backstory and he's massively un- underused isn't he other than you just see him you know yeah trailing across at easter time with his uh, muscles rippling and uh you know <laughs> auntie cardboard giving him a leg up onto the cross yeah exactly you know with his uh blacksmith's apron and uh you know his forge mm. trailing behind him but anyway uh can't trail a forge behind you of course you can chris carter <laughs> <laughs> hi my name is the sussex shepherd and i've got some questions about the archers but i'm a first time caller in her so i guess i need to give a little bit of background i've been listening to the archers well, I've been listening to it avidly for probably just over a year but i've been aware of it and listened to weeks at a time of it forever and I have memories of Matt Crawford doing slightly dodgy things and Ruth Archer sounding a bit pained about things that were happening so I don't know whether that's 20 years ago 10 years ago or five years ago I was thinking of but uh, certainly for a while anyway um but what I really wanted to say was that I'm concerned about Jill Archer's pension. I'm having a suspicion that post-Brexit, her shares have gone down and she's now desperate for work, which is why she said yes to every plot line anybody's ever thought of offering anyone. Started with the uh, fact that she'd completely, uh, she'd rather never speak to her granddaughter again than be civil to Toby, which kind of made me wonder if they were going to do another dementia story. But I'm a bit more relieved now because they're just doing random things. I mean, they've now had her be randomly addicted to caffeine. And of course, the latest one that we needn't uh, go too much into detail of was the kind of scene from Carry On Up the Lido where she apparently is wearing see-through underwear, uh, see-through um swimming costume so i'm a bit concerned that he's just sort of saying oh are there there any plot lines this week i I, I stubbed my toe on the way into the studio that would make a plot line wouldn't it and they're just saying yes to give us some episodes and boost her income so i think that might be what's going on but anyway um avid listener but as i say first time caller in her so uh keep doing the good work and i'll keep listening oh yes uh let's have deb's from germany now Guten Abend, Royfield and Lucy. It's Debs from Germany again here. Hope that you're both well. And Lucy, I am loving your walkie-talkie podcast as well, just to add my general approval to everyone else that said the same thing. They're really, really lovely. Not particularly plot-related this week, but just two things I'd like to tell you about my husband, who, like many of us, uh, we're kind of solo Archers listeners, and my husband, despite being with him for over 25 years now, resolutely refuses to be able to tell the difference between Harrison and Alan and Alistair, and, well, actually, some of us struggle with that as well, but never mind. 
We were sitting down watching Top Gear last night and uh, Debbie Archer, our lovely Tamsin, came on and I squeaked up excitedly and said, Oh, look, look, Archer's. And he said, Don't be ridiculous. And I said, No, I promise you, I promise you she is. And just as he was trying to prove me wrong on Google, um, the other presenter piped up that she was on the Archer's and I swelled and got all excited that Matt LeBlanc was being introduced to our wonderful wonderful reality docudrama and if any of you haven't seen it it is well worth watching her drive a muck spreader on top gear if you can get it on youtube or iplayer secondly this morning i was catching up on sunday night's episode and him as i said despite him saying he can't tell to between anybody listening to lillian saying that we've got a coffee drama and i've run out of pods and he didn't miss a beat and said Jennifer would not have a pod machine. She would have a bean-to-cup machine. And I just looked at him in the corner of my eye and I went, yeah, you do listen, don't you? So anyway, I've got him banged to rights or cup to bean after 25 years. I'm very, very happy. And that's all I've got to say really this week. Schön Tag noch. Tschüss. I like the fact that your husband flatly refuses to tell the difference between Alistair, Alan and Harrison. Harrison? Harrison's like that. How can you not? I mean, he's the only one that sounds like that, to give him credit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, you see, Debbie, the actress that plays uh, Debbie and Matt LeBlanc appear together in episodes, and they're quite good mates. So that's why she appeared on Top Gear. Um, yes, do you know what? When, that, when Lillian said, coffee crisis, Jennifer, we're all out of pods. My Twitter feed just went, pods? Pods, pods. <laughs> it's bizarre. Um, people were very. It it doesn't sound right to me. I have pods because I cannot distinguish between nice coffee and not very nice coffee. Really, really, I should be drinking camp coffee like you, Royf. Um mm-hmm. And I just want something quick that doesn't involve me taking eighteen bits of machinery to bits and washing them all separately. Um, so I have uh, poddy things. Um, but Jennifer would not. She would have been to cup. You are quite right. She would have things that required grinding and took the thing to the right temperature and blah, 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 blah. So, yes, I agree with your husband. Sorry. Gosh. Um, who should yeah, we have? Do you now? feel comfortable getting in in the way of someone's marriage oh, and yes. creating discord? <laughs> I, I like to in there, you know. they could have probably resolved this but all of a sudden you've given him extra validation right he doesn't listen so it's all right she will just (laughs) say to him and completely agreed with me dear anyway um uh with a spoon now hey baby i hear the blues are calling toss salads and scrambled eggs mercy Greetings, Lucy Royfield, Yoko Bear, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here. Recent events in Ambridge made us recall husband's 50th birthday almost six years ago. During the party, when he was giving his thank yous, he called me up to his side, and I was thinking he would do the same with me. Instead, he dropped to one knee in front of some 75 of our nearest and dearest, pulled out a ring, and proposed. I was completely surprised. Now, lucky for him, I had no doubts and said yes. But I do recall feeling a bit odd about all this being played out in public and can imagine that we would have both been very embarrassed if I had any ambivalence about it. So, Lillian, I feel for you. Meanwhile, Justin, in his talk with Brian, came across as one who loves Lillian, but one who approaches matters of the heart with the same emotional investment as when he plans a business merger. Perhaps he and Miranda are meant for each other. And as for tin-eared Brian, please, if I lived in Ambridge, I would never call him a friend. He is a very selfish man, different from the narcissism we see in other more pathological characters, but he approaches his relationships with others, even family members, from the perspective of only what is best for him, especially when it comes to his pocketbook. Finally, I'd like to conclude with this. My thoughts go out to all those of you in London, a city which I hold very dear to my heart and is like a second home to me. May there one day be a time when all people can live in peace. I'll leave it on that note, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for the kind wishes about uh, uh, Westminster. 
um, with a spoon. It was all a bit hideous. And for those of us here, we've all got um, people we we love who are in and out of um, there quite a lot. And it was completely hideous and not really unexpected because we've had so many warnings. It was going to happen, but thank you anyway. And God help us all, that's all I can say. Um, I can't believe he proposed to you in public. I mean, it's kind of lovely, but at the same time, ah, I, it, it makes me go all hot and cold just thinking about it. Yikes. Mm. Good job he said yes, though. And he's very nice. I've met him. So, yes, good choice there. Uh, Brian being tin-eared. Yes. Well, he is. He's a. He's like you said, he's like Justin, isn't he? And he just sees everything as he keeps just saying, I hope this is going to affect the deal. I hope it's going to affect the deal. You know, he's just incapable of. <laughs> of although I think he did genuinely love Siobhan. Well, uh, he, he was caught up in the emotion of the moment. Yeah. You know, when it come when it came down to it, he had he wasn't ever going to go anywhere. You know, he had too much history, family, uh, and an actual love for Jennifer. Though, I tell you what, as a brief uh, digression, the affair, folks, um, I don't know what channel it's on in the UK. Uh, In the US, it's on FX, but it stars... um, Oh, Dominic, Dominic West. Dominic West, yes. So two mm. Brits in the lead role yeah. and um, it's set in the Hamptons or somewhere in um, just outside of New York in America. I'm now halfway through season two. It's rather good. And you being, you know, somebody who loves books and all that malarkey, you know, he's... Um, have you watched any of it at all, Lucy? Uh, no. Well, he's he's a writer. And, all right. And he, he writer with a, with a family of four and a wife and then he, he goes off... Uh, in effect to the holiday home with the in-laws and uh, embarks on an affair accidentally as you do um it is rather good Whoops. some bits of it are just so superbly observed in terms of how people really interact with each other mm. and and actually there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of heaving buttocks in it there's a lot Ooh. Ooh, um, I, watch it then. I like it, a buttock Oh, well, there's quite a few buttocks in this, you know, heaving. <laughs> However, I don't really. The whole thing makes me incredibly uncomfortable. But anyway, I carry can on. I can genuinely, genuinely say that it is integral to the plot because sometimes you can watch his stuff and you just go, okay, you know, this is just gratuitous. It's like Game of Thrones. Oh, is she going to take her top off? Oh, yes. Look. Yes. Well, they've calmed that down massive in the last two seasons of, of Game of Thrones. Right. But but anyway, I, I take your point. This is kind of integral, and some of the lovemaking scenes are very well observed as to how uh, people actually are when when they're you know in in the clinch, so to speak. Um, but I highly recommend it. As I say, I don't know what channel mm-hmm. it's on in the UK, but uh, give it a Google and, uh, and and give it a watch. Give it a Google as to see what channel it's on, and then then give it a watch. Um, it is very good. So I'm halfway through season two. Um, it's the ramifications of an, an of an affair on the two families, and then there's various kind of sub stories. It's rather good, rather rather good. Unexpected heroes, unexpected heroes. Hmm. Uh, Brian, Siobhan, Rory, affairs, Jennifer. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just skip it and do Claire from Clapham. Okay. <laughs> Hi Dumpty Dum, it's Claire from Clapham here. Um, I just wanted to say I particularly enjoyed a moment of karma this week as um, when I first started listening to The Archers, it was around the time that Rory was born and I really remember, not just then but later on as well, when Brian used to sneak off and see Siobhan in places around Europe, that the only person he used to confide in was poor David, used to have to hear Brian talking about his relationships and was incredibly uncomfortable about it. Um, and so this week, when various parts of the uh, 
Justin and Lillian love dynamic uh, wanted to hear Brian's opinion or talk to Brian about this. I found his, his excruciating uh, embarrassment and will, you know, desire to get out of the conversation at all costs uh, something of a quite satisfying feeling, really, because he put David through that quite a lot uh, with his relationship with Siobhan. Um, and I thought it was about time that that uh, bit of karma came back to get him. So keep up the good work. Speak to you all again soon. Yes, that was lovely. I'd forgotten that, actually, Claire, that David, uh, Brian was, David used to get incredibly yes. uncomfortable when Brian would go sidling up to him and say, I say what, do you, what do you think about this, David? You know, man to man. As I, and David would be going, um, I've got to go and paint the cows. Um, mm. And it would just be desperate to get out of the way. And now it's being done to him. Ha 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 ha. Um, Actually, David was absolutely as rubbish at as giving advice and listening as Brian is proving to be. So it's clearly a farming man thing. They're just a bit crap at it. Um, and what they, apart from Tony, who, as we know, has his moments as, no, sorry, Neil Carter, who, as we know, is the wise old woman of Ambridge mm. and everybody goes and tells him their problems and he's to, always right. To be fair to our David, I think he was a smidgen better than Brian. But also his unease was the fact also yes. the fact to do with this Jennifer's his cousin. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just here is my mate on you know, yeah. in the yeah. village and he's uh shitting on somebody random. Yeah. It's actually his uh, cousin. Yeah. Yeah, you know, which yeah, all felt well, rather we've, we've had an, in, in in our friendship group we've had mm. an incident where Somebody was um, somebody was having real real issues with their with their other half. Mm-hmm. Um, this is on the dog walk actually, and um, and some unwise and were and were moaning. Is about this them. just a subtle plug for walkie talkie? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. And um, somebody unwise, well, various unwise people who clearly mm. hadn't been around the block as often as the rest of us decided to chip in and say, "Yes, well, I never liked him." And do you remember when he did this? And do you remember when he did that? And I couldn't believe when you told us this. And I was thinking, oh, don't do this. Because, of course, two weeks later, they're back, they're together. back together again. Love's a young dream. And he's told the other half everything that the person said. <laughs> oh, my God. You could just watch it all unraveling. Mm. So, yes, it's very, very tricky position to be in. Very, very tricky. And even worse, if you're related to one of the people, I would imagine. Completely Absolutely. hideous. Mm. Um. Right now, we have had some emailer inners. Oh, I love emailer inners. Now they really show this. their commitment, don't they? They do. Listen to this. You know, it's, we have it's, our. It's uh, dead easy just to just to, you know, press a button on your computer and just talk. It's another level completely to commit your thoughts to to you know to typing to text and then yes. to hit send. <laughs> no, it is. You know me, I hate writing anything down. I was going to say, you're so <laughs> weird, because for me, it would be so easy to email and not ring in. But anyway, um, you know, Tractor, mm. we've got a new a new place, a new exotic listener location. Ooh, fantastic. Just a quick message to say, this is from Martha. Mm. I listened to Dumpty Dum while walking and busing to work in Addis Ababa oh. in the highlands of Ethiopia. Go on, Get girl. It. Yes. Keeps me going through the smog and craziness of the bus station area, but also along the British Embassy Road with Addis on one side and forests apparently with leopards and hyenas on the other. Sadly, I have never spotted any leopard or hyena, but you never know. Thanks for keeping me entertained on my walks. Martha. Martha, just out of interest, probably if there's leopards, don't be listening to Dumpty Dum on your headphones because the thing might be stalking you and you would we'd hate it if you if we see you know um martha attacked in addis ababa by crazed leopard completely oblivious and it will be our fault because you were listening to us and then you get your head ripped off by a leopard so don't listen until you're past the leopards please that's Mm. right health and safety announcement um i'd love to go to addis ababa well ethiopia I want to go to well, like sure Gondor. And... You, so I'm sure she no, no, no. I, listen, I wasn't saying that to get an invite. I, I just genuinely, you genuinely. Pop in on your way interested. back from Kenya. Hmm. Oh, stop it! You'll you. Pop in on your way back. <laughs> <laughs> well, props for the geographical uh, spot onness of that, though, Lucy. You know, <laughs> you know, if you're coming back from Kenya, that that would be a little hop, skip, and a jump. That would that would make a whole load of sense. Are they not near each other. No, they are. I'm saying, well done. Oh, they are. I'm 
Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, Yay! yeah, 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 yeah. It's like country over. You know, well, hey. well done. Yeah. Cool. That's the only map thing I've ever got right. Oh, I'm sure um, it's not. No, I'm telling you, it is. I couldn't find Germany. Anyway, Lillian McCarthy, mm-hmm. uh, who we, we were having lots of chat. I've been having lots of chats on um, email with uh, people because uh, um, we've been talking about the community of partially sighted and blind people that listen yes. to. Mm-hmm. And Lillian McCarthy said, I was once on a train and my phone rang emitting the Barrett Green theme, which I have as my ringtone. After I'd taken the call, I heard a couple talking about the archers and the woman was asking the man if he'd heard last night's episode. I soon found myself embroiled in a discussion with them about the programme and I mentioned Dumpty Dum and suggested they give it a go. This is great. Random strangers on trains are sharing the Dumpty Dum family news. That's very good. Thank you very much, Lillian. And she said about getting Jazza on the programme, as did Sue Hanrahan who said, get Jazza and his dog on the programme. The actor who plays him is great. She also says that she thinks Kirsty's miscarriage is going to have something to do with the disease in the farm animals that's going round. Oh, and crumbs. She, but I, you see, foot and mouth, you have to be really careful with certain... You have to be very careful on farms anyway if you're pregnant. Mm. And you can't go near lambs. You can't go near new uh, newborn lambs. You can't go near calves. You can't go near lots of things like that i'm not quite sure why somebody will ring in and tell us please um she also said she thinks lillian will marry justin and that there will be a showdown at brookfield and that david and ruth will find out about pip not having mended the fence and i think this is what has caused the disease to spread although i don't know where it has originated from so i think it may be a combination of uh ben um of josh and pip so josh brought it onto the farm with these bloody tractors that whatever crap he's bringing onto the farm from all these farms, other farms that he's going to. Mm. And he has not been worried about his biosecurity and, and then Pip letting the cattle. And then, so he infected the Brookfield cows and then uh, Pip, Pip helpfully um, infected, infected all the others. All the others. Yep. Yep. Gosh. Yep. That's what I think. Well, can I just neatly segue? I'm not going to yep. come onto my map of the week just yet. But oh God, you know what? You're very rude. You have to come on to it at all. Is this an option? And actually, celebrating Adam said, "Shh, Royfield, don't tell Lucy." But here's a couple of links for maps, right? Because people oh, know no, that you're just totally mean spirited. <laughs> but I actually have, I have a map. I have a map, right? I'm just going to quickly in and out of this one. Global map of livestock which was absolutely uh, tremendous. And I'm sure, right, that you could probably use that map to find out the spread of this cow herpes. Just saying. So, see, cow the... Clap. Why are yeah. we not calling it cow clap? clap? The clap actually isn't herpes, is it? The clap herpes. is more gonorrhea. It's more kind of like dribbly things coming it's out venereal of Venereal disease, isn't it? Yeah, but both of them are. Well, herpes doesn't oh, well, have to be venereal. VD but... gonorrhea? Yeah. Well, oh. VD is a catch-all for venereal disease. You know, disease, I've, I've, disease I've of love. I've never been exposed to it in the detail that you clearly have, Roy. No, I just know stuff, Luce. You can know stuff and still not be exposed to it. Right. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Don't impugn my sexual health. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> a whistle down there. I always have been. <laughs> Funny, it's last week, it but it's all cleared up. <laughs> um, uh, is it now ad break time? Um. So it's we're going to come back the other side. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of Facebook with the man who's even more of a yokel than Chris Carter. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's Yokel Bear, but that's uh, after you hear some trails for some stuff. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both. I mean, I was eight years old, interesting, the same age as the uh, Dragon King's daughter when she comes out of the sea. But um, well, what was happening to me when I was eight years old was that I was at the hands of a paedophile in, um, in a classroom for a year. And... Awesome, yeah. Um, for me... I well, and I think the reason that I somehow managed to to win in the end is that for me it's about an economy of the three things that bring a song together. Catch up with me speaking to friends and interesting people every Friday afternoon on Friday Fifteen, which you can get, of course, from a podcatcher of your choice. Hello, I'm Lucy, and this is Walkie Talkie. I walk my dog, Basil, uh, pretty much every day in a foresty bit of London. Um, I have been doing so for about four years, and I meet people that, as a dog walker, you talk to people. Um, If your dogs get on, you tend to just, you say, which way are you going, can I come with you? and you just sort of amble along and you can end up having the most extraordinary conversations partly because uh, you are walking side by side and facing front so there's no embarrassing eye contact if things get a bit heavy if someone starts talking about something that they find emotional or difficult then you can always divert your attention onto the dogs and relieve the tension a little bit We've seen, as a group of dog walkers, we've seen um, people get pregnant, have children. We've seen people whose dogs have become ill and died and the owner says, oh, I can never have another one. And then in a couple of months time, they appear with a puppy and everyone's delighted to see them. And um, we've seen people's marriages break down, new romances start. It's a lovely way to start your morning. It never fails to give me something something nice to think about, something interesting to think about, even if it's not nice. And having a dog is a sort of a, a universality, really. The people aren't all like me, as I hope you'll realise over the course of the series. Leading up to the 1860 election, in walks a gentleman by the name of Abraham Lincoln, who is the Republican candidate. The Republicans to the South represent the ending of slavery. And Lincoln, despite the fact that his sentiment was always in the beginning to preserve the Union rather than to abolish slavery, becomes the lightning rod of anti-Southern sentiment. And he ends up winning the election in 1860 with no support from the South. The Guardian, Manchester, Tuesday, November 20th, 1860. Summary of news, foreign. 
The details respecting the presidential election furnished by the New York journalist not complete, but they not only assure us of Mr. Lincoln's election, but show that the Republican Party has obtained far more than the requisite number of votes for his return. It is calculated that New York, Pennsylvania, the New England states, New Jersey, and the Northwestern states give him 171 electoral votes, or 19 more than the majority required for the election, the total number of electoral votes being 303. It is not improbable, too, that this majority may be further swelled by the result of the elections in the Pacific states of Oregon and California. We have no account of the manner in which the Southerners have received the intelligence of Mr. Lincoln's election. The next advices will no doubt be filled with fierce Southern declamations and protest, but it's not very likely that any Southern states will do anything mere than talk loudly about succession. Listen to the first show exclusively on Mixcloud today and subscribe to us on iTunes from Washington to Obama. 10 American Presidents, the new podcast from Royfield Brown. Hello, Dumb to Dumb, it's Joe Colbert here with the Social Media Roundup. Um, starting with Facebook, we started the week by talking about what fun um, it was to see Brian panic over Lillian and Justin and also being asked for advice. I mean, can you imagine going to Brian for advice? Mike Hatton said of Brian, he's the only person who would describe a woman as suffering from, quote, the vapours. Yeah, he's a bit old school, really, isn't he? Well, that's the polite way of putting it anyway. Um, we also um, talked about kind of, well, what's going to happen with Justin Lillian? Because remember, this is the beginning of the week. At the end of the week, I think we kind of knew a little bit about what was going on. Um, Andrew Melling says, well, it depends on whether Justin will still be rich after the divorce. If the money was Miranda's, then it's definitely over. I think there is some truth in that because our Lil, she does like to be kept in style. Um, but I think that she's wanting more out of this relationship, or possibly less. I don't know. We'll have to see where it goes. Um, Joe Bank is speculated that um, Lillian and Justin will get back together, slowly reconciling, only to be stymied again by the return of Matt. So, yeah, that's the big question, isn't it? I think it's a possibility. Come on, script writers. Just let's have... Lillian stood there and then all of a sudden she hears the words hello pusscat yes that needs to happen um, a lot of people thought that as well but we also spoke about well you know with all this kind of heartache going on who would you go to to for advice in the village if you were you know for affairs of the heart and overwhelmingly a lot of people said Jazza Jazza says, um, Nick Barnes says that Jazza has got the best grip on reality, well for a fictional character. Sorry, Nicholas, don't know what you mean there. This is a docudrama, isn't it? Um, but also as well, I think Glyn Moore summed up Jazza. He's got the kindest heart, but also has the guts to tell you the hard truths. Yeah, I think that absolutely nails what Jazza's all about. Glyn Fuller Love, however, said that he would go to, for advice um, to Susan Carter... Not for her advice specifically, but from the wide range of advice you'd get from lots of different people that would inevitably follow. Some of it were bound to be useful. Yeah, if you confide in Susan, pretty much you might as well stand out in the street and shout it out to the whole world. Um, we have... Um, also as well, sorry, I just want to say this. Sarah Woods Rockall um, says that sh there should be a Dear Jazza advice column in the Echo. Yes, that needs to happen. I think that would be great. Um, we also had a bit of a chat. There's been something on Facebook about uh, New Chris. Yes, New Chris. Welcome, New Chris. Um, but about the accents, and there's been quite a bit of chat about, well, actually, his accent's a bit different. Now, I'm going to lay my cards on the table and say, as the resident yokel of the podcast, I quite like the fact that he's got a rural accent. 
But then again, I don't quite know how he's ended up with it from, um, you know, from before. But a lot of people were talking about this. But we also talked about who would we like um, to see uh, turn up in Ambridge again. Um, Daryl, says Terry McDonald. He disappeared into that mobile home. He was never seen again. Yeah, I'd like to see Daryl back. I think also as well, you know, um, I think um, Matt... As we've said before, um, we also had a bit of a saucy chat about who who in the village you would like to see in a transparent swim costume. Um, lots of people. Natalie want, Natalie Masanto wants to see Harrison Burns. Uh, Glyn Fullerlove really worryingly wants Rob Titchener, but then he says locked out of his house in Minnesota in the middle of winter. So yeah, I think we can get behind that. Um, also as well on the forum we have um there is a post by phoebe um uh, about pips finances raising some very good points that to be honest with you i couldn't really work out i'm rubbish at finance um but also as well um purple pumpkin asking about who is responsible for the cows getting infected, whether it was Josh's farm machinery business or was it Pip? I'm going with Pip. I mean, that's what I think, to be honest with you. Um, so, oh, the other thing that was mentioned is Leroy. Yes, everyone's really intrigued by Leroy. We want to know about Leroy. So, that's the social media roundup for this week. Um, okay, cheerio. Thank you, Yokel Bear. Uh, right, now, uh, Lucy. Yeah. I don't know why you took Map of the Week off. I ain't there. <laughs> I've got loads to go through. <laughs> don't be editing my script in real time. I will not be deflected from the fact that I've got maps to talk about. Oh, right, God. now. I have to put up with you talking about your you know, G- no, Jeeves and Worcester and Map and Lucia and all that once. stuff more than once. And That's all your Middle England books that you read. Anyway, uh, Tweet of the Week. Chop, chop. Come on. People want to hear about the maps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Dawn Oliver said, I'm sure it's been said before, but it's the coming apocalypse due to women in the cricket team. Mm. Um, Joe LXIX, I've got no idea how you'd pronounce that, said, you know, when David and Ruth were talking about the cows and yes. the clap, um, David said, or Ruth said, looks like it's going to be a long weekend. And David said, that's OK, Ruth, since I'd married you every weekend has seemed like a <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> uh, the Starchers suggested that long shot, the virus was left dormant in the herd by the Archer's previous editor. <laughs> <laughs> That's very um, good. Emma Garfit um, said, I presume, therefore, that as the bulls get it worse than the cows, they're all bedridden and unable to go to work. Yes, they've all got mm. man flu. And uh, the real Marmaduke is Tweet of the Week. And she said, I reckon the Brookfield cows caught it from Toby. I see him as a walking Petri dish of sexually transmitted <laughs> disease. <laughs> but it would mean he had to shag one. Please, God, tell me Toby doesn't shag cows to mm. add to his yuckiness in general. Right? Mm. That's that. We didn't talk about his, his gin, did we, this week? The one bottle he's managed to push out. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, dumdydum.com, folks. Um, it needs love. And I, you know what I would like to do, dear listener? I would like somebody just to say, Royfield, you obviously can't handle this portal of all things archersdom. So me, myself and I, I'm just going to take it on board and actually upload all the dumdy dogs and all the dumdy mogs and all the little kind of things that's going on because you know what Lucy I can't handle it it's just it's it, it's potentially a monster and I'm not letting it grow to its full <laughs> monstrous proportions because I'm just badly organized I, I'm really sorry but anyway dumdydum.com folks if you want if you want to just like you know look after it shepherd it you know let nurture it even oh you like all, you like all my agricultural references well done very mate. yeah um well 
yeah it needs some some husbandry so there you go so why don't you dm me email me tweet me whatever and uh, just say royfield i'm gonna take it off your hands and just like you know do it anyway uh it's also got tractor on it now um we need you to still be tractoring folks and i know there's rumbles of a southeast uh england uh meetup um uh, which reminds me lucy yeah did we say that the dum de dum whiskey meetup was on the 11th because i'm confused was it the 11th of may which is actually a thursday night i I just i checked out a few days ago i know it was may i asked three times when it was and no one told me so i decided that you didn't want me to come so i stopped asking (laughs) well no we we do want you to come but i what i have here is the 11th um of may which is a thursday which is surely bonkers it should be the 12th which is a friday well, it depends it... when people are in London, doesn't it? Because some of them are not. Well, there, there is Freya. Anyway, um, there's a, if you like whiskey, there's a secret dum dum club. And, and maybe you should just uh, tweet us uh, or DM us and then you can get details of that. Right. So, hmm. Now, folks, maps. I'm going to be brief, which is going to be hard because I've had a shed load. Christine Armstrong gave me an amazing map which is kind of quite clever which is antarctica the confusing continent where everywhere is north because if you think about it of course the middle is south and everywhere is north very good well done christine Armstrong. bob she sent me a map with a link to two so two thousand twenty thousand online high resolution maps for me to to browse now bob is a carolona girl she's up in canada land thank you for that Greavesy and Liz both sent me the declassified CIA maps celebrating Adam. You've already had a mention on the pod. Uh, this is one for you, Lucy. I know you've wandered away. I can actually hear you physically walked away and you're actually doing... I'm not. I'm actually writing a with sympathy card to a, a man whose mum's died yesterday. Oh, dear. <laughs> Carry on. How to make me feel bad. All right. Um, <laughs> the fictional character map of London. Ooh. Exactly. Right, so where can I see that? I will, uh, I will send you the link, my sweet. So it's got like uh, approximately where Baker Street is. Of course, there's Sherlock Holmes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so that's very, Baker very good. It's a real street. I know where Baker Street is. Mm-hmm. Um, just by Regent's Park, and then uh, I have mentioned this before. Why would the... you need a map to find Baker Street? No, no it's understand. okay. Imagine... Oh, you mean like in in Austin or whatever when they when they say it's just off the so and so square? No, then... no, 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 no. So what it is? Imagine um, it's a map of London. So it's the shape of London with the yeah. Thames meandering through it. Then yeah. it's just full of character names, approximately where they're from in London. Oh, okay. All right, very good, very yeah. good. You literary types okay. uh, will get all well excited about that. The global map of of livestock, which we mentioned. So thank you, celebrating Adam. And also thank you for not listening to Lucy's kind of, you know, <laughs> ignorance and just actually sending them through anyway. We're still referencing her in your tweets. So well done. Academic Archers even sent me a map. And this actually, oh, no, screw that because that's actually my map of the week. Sorry. Uh, Claire Asprey, who sent me a map, which is the growth of Airbnb, which has um, profound problems for property prices and the housing problem in London. And dare I say, it, folks, I'm part of the problem, not the solution. So a certain amount of guilt oh. looking at that. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then map of the week is the academic archers that sent me a map of the meanders of the Mississippi over time. And, they, and then they say, maybe someone can do this for the meandering of the AM. Now, the thing is what you've got to do to... to this map is just so beautiful. And rivers, obviously, no, it's obviously bad, but rivers move their course over time. And the Mississippi is like ribbons, uh, who, which have just been curled around each other. It's, it's the most beautiful course of a river. Could, it, it just, and it just meanders so spectacularly. And it's just moved over the centuries and, and over the eons of time. And this map is beautiful because of the way it's rendered. It's the colours that are used... It looks so confusing. It's like lots of python snakes all wrapped around each other and ribbons. And, and it's just absolutely beautiful. And it's one of the things that I love about maps. is isn't just they give you 
the uh, the flat detail of what they're supposed to represent, but it's the way that it's rendered. It's just beautifully uh, coloured and it's just something which just looks like almost like abstract art. So thank you for that, Academic Archers. Let's get back on with more dumpty dum stuff. So, Lucy, mm-hmm. um, how many ways can people help keep our little show on the road? They, two ways. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to do it? Yeah, go on. They can donate by hitting the donate button on the site. Mm-hmm. I just put the donate bottom. Yes, I didn't mean the donate bottom. I meant the donate button. Mm-hmm. Um, remember to get into contact. You can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe or mm-hmm. you can call 0203-031-3105 to leave us a message. You can find us on Twitter. Oh, can they? Dumpty Dum. Yes. Uh, they can find you at... Oh, Royfield. Oh, God, this, this is confusing, isn't it? Because we yes. did it the wrong way around. They, they, can, they can find Harriet and she is at Shambridge's and me and I am at Lucy V. Freeman. Go on then. That's it. No, Facebook. Where's that? It's not here. We never have Facebook written down, but we just say it. Well, I don't know what we do about Facebook. On do we Facebook, do? also called the Book of Face, there are 1,500 odd liker lurkers. And you can go on there, simply type in Dumpty Dum and join the fun. Right then. Are we done? We are. Oh, short and sweet this week, folks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's not really short. It's still over an hour. Nah. There is, by the time we've taken out the, the fluff and stuff, it's going to be barely an hour because, <laughs> yeah, because we didn't start bang on, uh, you know, when oh. I hit record. There's about four or five minutes of uh, okay. my impending divorce. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. When we're off, I need to tell you something. Hello, Dumpty Dummers. It's Naked Fingers here. I'm still alive. Yes, I've been away for a little while. I've been up to Scotland and I've been drinking at the weekends, so I haven't been able to uh, make it to the microphone on time. But I thought I'd check in and reassure all my lovely, loyal friends out there in Dumpty Dum land that I'm alive and well. And I'd like to say hello to Felicity, who um, said some really lovely things about Andrew Horn and me. It's nice to be considered sexy. That's all I can say. It does a body good. And goodness me, does my body need doing good. Or it needs doing properly anyway. Um, aren't you bored? I'm bored. I'm bored of the bird-watching bollocks. I'm bored of the bed-and-breakfast bollocks. I'm bored of the bovine illness bollocks i don't know i'm almost thinking we should bring back rob i know that's not going to be a popular concept a popular hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Our idea, but bring back Rob. That's what I say. Anyway. Bollocks. <laughs>